Hey guys, Christian here, and I'm about to hit you with a threefer for this one. Alright, I'm going to ask you three questions. One, do you love craft beer? Two, do you love great barbecue? And three, do you love live music? Then man, do I have the spot for you. Crooked Eye Brewery, right in the heart of Hatboro, run by my friend Matt's family, the Mulherons. They're a great family. Okay, and you guys know, I'm an IPA guy. I love craft beer. And when I tell you their flagship IPA, the Crooked Eye IPA, is delicious, I mean it. And they have all kinds of other beers too. Blonde Ales, Hazy Ales, Session IPAs, Stouts, Porters, all that stuff. They got it and they brew it right in-house. And it is delicious. They have live music almost every single night of the week. They have a house band, the Crooked Eye House Band. And then the main event. On Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, my buddy Matt, Salty Vets Barbecue, serves their food right out of the brewery. And I've had him on this show before, as you guys know. We went a little behind the scenes. It's all how he did things. And I'm telling you right now, people always say, oh, there's no good barbecue around here. There's no good barbecue around here. Yeah, well, now there is. Right in the heart of Montgomery County. Right off of York Road in Hatboro. Right next to Silvio's Deli. Crooked Eye Brewery. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can get their delicious barbecue. Unbelievable ribs. Unbelievable pulled chicken. Great sides. Pulled pork. The whole nine. And he's always adding menu items to his menu. This is a great family. This is a great brewery with great beer, great live music, and great food. Check out Crooked Eye Brewery in Hatboro. Tell my sent. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, March 5th, 2023. And Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, bringing us in here this week. I told you last week I was going to start playing some more of the female pop from the from the 80s. I think I'd be doing the decade a disservice if I didn't, you know, because as much as anybody shits all over, or everybody, I should say, shits all over the 80s, okay, there's one you know irrefutable statement about that decade for music it is the the best decade for pop music bar none and and it's not even close it's not even close all right and and like i said between new wave and one hit wonders and people like janet jackson and all the female pop stars it was the best fucking decade for pop music ever and you know speaking of janet i will say this as as far as her body of work is concerned wardrobe malfunction you know notwithstanding she's i think she gives her brother a run for his money i i I really do i mean like you know now of course you know michael jackson's career was a lot uh longer i guess you would say more so than janet's you know of course he has more hits but it's she's not far behind him she had some career that janet jackson but anyway good to be back with you guys as always and right on cue right on cue just like I said here the last two years in the first week of March. 
<laughs> the sky has just automatically turned the industrial fan on. And now we got Gale Force wins. Like, it never fails. It shows up right on time every single year in that first week of March. And you say, oh, it's going to be 55. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Not with 30-mile-an-hour winds, it's not going to be. You know, and I want to know why that happens. Like, why is it that it happens at the same time every year? And it's not just a week. Like, this will go into mid-April. You know, the next six weeks, it's going to be windy. Like I said in previous podcasts, January, February, windy, April. You know, any of my meteorologist friends out there can can, can explain this. Can you explain why in the first week of March? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't, I don't want to hear from you because you're all full of more shit than a pig pen. You don't know as much as anybody fucking else does, okay? But it sucks. I, I just hate it. Because it doesn't really become spring, spring till like May. You know, so I can safely say that that this is like the worst period of the year weather-wise. You know, from like February, March is just, like, in my opinion, just sucks. So I just want to get through it and be done with it. You know, but... As always, I got a lot of fun stuff to get into with you guys today. And the first thing that I got is a story that popped into my head about my dad when I was working at his house before I moved here. Because when the pandemic first started, you know, mid-March until I moved in here in August in 2020, I went to his house to work every day. And <laughs> now, of course, this is post-brain injury. You know, uh, my dad my dad acquired a brain injury from like a botched anesthesiologist extrapolation he was on cpr for like 15 minutes with 10 percent oxygen in the brain and just didn't come back the same from it you know he like he you can still have conversations with him and things like that but like he really had to you know labor to to think his way around things you know so that led to you know certain shenanigans that he <laughs> he would get himself into including we really didn't want him driving after that you know because he just couldn't focus. Like my dad did not have the that focus in him anymore. And one time he was he was driving down six eleven and he was just in a different fucking world. And he 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 popped into somebody like like rear ended him. I'm like, all right, that's your 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 keys are now being hung up. Like that's that that's the end of that. You know, no more of that. So so one time I'm I'm in there working right now. My dad was like. You know, by at that point in his life, you know, because he died in 2021, and this was 2020, so he only had a year left. This was at that point in his life where he just couldn't do anything but pretty much watch TV. You know, he had he had, he had trouble getting around, walking around, all that stuff, and like he had he had <laughs> he had the same schedule of TV shows every day. It was like Groundhog Day. You know, it was like he's he's in there watching like Judge Mathis and like. And like the price is right. Basically the things that you watch when you skip school as a kid, <laughs> that was him. It, like every day of his life was skipping school as a kid. And he had the TV on so loud. I was working upstairs and he had the TV on so loud. Like I had to shut the door because it was like, you know, I can't have Bob Barker bleeding into a call with a client. <laughs> you know, I, like, I, I don't think my client is at all interested while we're talking about their digital marketing. They don't want to be hearing the showcase showdown going on, you know, in the background it's like what are you doing are you fucking watching <laughs> watching prices right while you're fucking you know god damn it i hate that bob parker oh god so anyway i would keep the door closed you know just to block out that sound so 
one day I'm on the phone with a client and I got the door shut, right? And he got himself into a into a little bit of a pickle, right? So <laughs> he yells up the stairs, like he's screaming up the stairs, but he had emphysema, so he didn't have like a strong you know, war cry anymore. It was like, you know, I have a headset on and I'm talking to a client like, and he had to yell, like, I thought I heard him yelling, but I'm like, I don't know, maybe he's sneezing or some shit. Because if you guys remember me talking about the, when I spoke at his funeral, like luncheon, you know, like that guy's bodily functions, man, where they were the loudest, like when he sneezed, the whole house rattled, you know? So I thought maybe it was that, but then I heard, he's like, Christian, get the help, help. I'm like, oh fuck. What did you do now? You know? It's like, I tell my client, like, uh, I'll, I'll call you back. My dad fucked something up, and I got to go find out what it is, right? Now, he had a cat, right? She was probably about, I don't know, she was probably about four at the time, and her, her name's Chella. She was a black cat, cute little cat, you know, not a very social cat. And my dad, he incessantly loved this cat, incessantly loved her, like, Every day when he woke up and he like he would see her for the first time, like he would light up and be like, "Hey!" Like he he fucking he was in love with this cat, and this cat hated my dad. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That's what cats are. Certain cats are cunts. You know, if you if you give them all the love in the world, they won't give you the time of day. It's like you know you got you got to be like in real life. You got to just act like you're not interested. You know, and the, and the cat will like you. And I think that, you know, like he loved the fact, like he loved how Deacon was with me. You know, he's like, I think that's so fucking cool, man. Like, cause he would see how Deacon is with me. Like he always has to be near me. He always has to be like up on me. You know, he's always in my face. He follows me everywhere I go. My dad wanted that, I guess, you know? And, and, and he was like, like he would tell me, he's like, this cat fucking hates me. Like every time I go to pet her or do anything, she's just like, fuck you. I'm like, Dad, you know, cats have separate personalities, but it, it, in a way, they're all the same. You know, it's not like a dog. You, you, you pet them behind the ear and on the chin a couple times, and they're, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, and they fucking love you. You know, it's not it's not hard to gain a dog's affection. A cat, it's, 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 a, it's a battle. You know, that's a chess match. You know what I'm saying? And no matter what he did, he just couldn't get this cat to like him. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought that was adorable. But anyway... So I come downstairs and there's a, it's an emergency. And I'm like, I'm like, dad, what, what, what happened? You know? And he was like, he was like, I was, he's like, Chella, she was sitting on the, <laughs> my dad had a recliner. Okay. And I guess he got up to go to the kitchen or like the bathroom or some shit. Right. And then when he sat down on the couch or the couch, when he sat down on the recliner, Chella was underneath it. And then he went and reclined it. And then like her head got caught in the frame as it was like going up into like a guillotine situation where it was going to chop her fucking head off. And he explained that to me. I hear, her, I heard her meowing. Like it, they were meows of distress. You know, they weren't just like playful pet me meows. These were like, I'm fucking hurting here. Meow. So I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, all right. You know, so I, I, I go behind the chair and I lift it up like with one hand, like I, like you kind of like, you know, backhand it and pick it up so you can like survey the situation. And I, I saw, I saw it. I saw her, and I saw like her head, and she was like, she was really fucking stuck in there. I was like, oh my god, like that poor little girl. Like I, I couldn't. Oh my god, the pain, you know. So I'm trying to figure this out, you know, because I, I, you know, I didn't see how it happened or whatever the case may be. So I'm like, I'm sitting there, and I tried to press my finger. There was like a little bit of a gap, like where it went into like a, a corner, like thing, and I, and I, like got it, like where her head was, and I was trying to like softly 
just inch her out, you know, like like an inch at a time, very, very slowly. But every time I touched her, like the meows got more intense. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know. I'm like, what do I got to do here? And I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, dad, I'm like, does this, I'm like, this, this thing. And he, <laughs> he's in the back, like, as I'm doing this, he's like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm like, dad, you're not making the situation any better. <laughs> right? Let's, let's just come to a solution. And then, and then that's that. You know, and I said, listen, I'm like, when you recline this, I'm like, is it electric or is it one of those like like ones that you do with like a lever and it just pops out? He's like, no, it's electric. I'm like, oh, I'm like, so it opens and closes like you can do it slowly, like at a pace. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, all right, back this thing the fuck off of her as slow as you possibly can, because I want to make sure you're going the right way, because if you go the wrong way, it's not going to give another inch before it crushes her windpipe. <laughs> so, dude, I'm like, are you positive? That when I press the, when you press this button, it's going to go this way. And he's like, I, I, I'm almost, I'm like, almost sure is not going to be, that's not going to cut it here. You know, I'm like, you got to be a hundred percent certain. And meanwhile, I'm, you know, <laughs> if I'm curt with you, it's because time, time is of the essence. <laughs> Winston Wolf. But so he, he, just, I'm like, just tap it. I'm like, when I say tap it, I mean, tap it, like tap. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. A very light one, because if you do it the wrong way, we know what's going to happen. And he did. He backed it off the right way, and we were able to get her loose. And then she took off and hid, which is what a cat will do in a stressful situation. And then, like, as soon as that happened and she ran away, he wanted to go apologize. You know, and I'm like, Dad, listen to me, okay? And and I want you to listen to me carefully because I really don't want you going near her. I'm like, she's going to be fucked up for like a day and a half. It's, it's just a fact. Whenever a, a cat has a, an event like that, they're just not going to be themselves. They just, they got to, they got to work it out on their own. I'm like, don't bother her. Just, just let her be, you know, she'll come around, but she's going to be fucked up for a little while, you know? And he was really upset. I, I can understand it. You know, like if, if I did something like that to Deacon, even if it's by, by mistake, you know, like I, like if I, if, every now and again, if I like, you know, I don't even know. But it's like, I, I understand. I understand why he was upset. So I'm, <laughs> I go back upstairs, right? Crisis averted. And I, I go to sit down and I hear him calling her. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just say? Like, I had to come down because he's like, he's like, come on, Shella, come on, man. He's like, I didn't mean it. You know, and I understand, like, listen, the first time that Deacon got out, he's, he's only gotten out of the house twice. And the first time he did it, it, it was, I, I, I thought he was a goner because it happened at, at like at midnight. I may have told you guys this story before, but when I finally found him, thank God, you know, I brought him in and he wasn't right. And I, and I tried to do the same thing. And I think I just made him more uncomfortable. So it's like, it's it, as, as, the, as the owner, you know, you just want them to be in good graces again, but it's just, it's just, a, you just have to let it happen. And he kept calling her, calling her. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, and I, I had to come downstairs. I'm like, Dad, leave her alone, okay? She will come around. Trust me. You know, and, and, and I think he was fucked up for longer than she was. <laughs> but those were like the, you know, the shenanigans that my dad got in post brain injury, and I, I remembered that story. And I, I, I'm just glad I was there. You know, because if I wasn't there, I don't, I don't know what he would have done. You know, meaning like, you know, it was, it, it was a two man job. Like, because where I was uh, carrying the chair. I had to lift it from a spot where like the recliner could go up so I couldn't reach around to get the button. So it was, it was a two man job, you know, 
But yeah, that was that was a crazy one. But anyway, I was thinking about something the the other day when I was hanging I was hanging up the phone with a client. Now, before I even get into that, okay, me, me and my friend Tony, we have this thing. He actually said it when he was on this show at the very end where we will end a phone conversation like that, like just point blank out of nowhere. There's no like, all right, well, I'm going to head in. Now, we used to, right? but here's the thing. Our, when we were in a band together, another guitar player in our band, like when you would talk to him on the phone, you, you'd be in like a 20-minute a, a conversation with him on the phone, right? And he wouldn't even like hint that the, it was going to be the end of the conversation. You know, he was like, yeah, man. So that he's like, that was a crazy freaking show, you know, and it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of people there and they were like participating shit. That was, that was good time, you know? So hopefully we get to play there again. All right, man, later. And he would just hang up the phone. <laughs> like out of no, I'm like, what the fuck? It was the weirdest thing. Right. So like, so I, 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 me and Tony do it. Like it's an ongoing thing. That's how we end our conversations. So we'll be sitting there talking on the phone. <laughs> And it got to a point like so we would we would do that. All right, well I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. You know, I'll 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 be you know I'll be in touch in the next few days. You know, and after that happened, we all right, man, later. And we would just we would just hang up the phone. Right, but now lately, in the last I would say like two months, he would start to set up like the the end of the call. You know, and he'd be like, all right, well I'm going to and I'll just be all right, man, later. <laughs> and we hang up, and that is now turned into you know, mid conversation. All right, man, later. It's funny as shit. It, it really is. A, I suggest you try it. But, <laughs> but anyway, the reason I say that is because I've always noticed that like it's, it all depends on the individual and I don't understand why this has to be such a challenge, you know, to end a call. Right. Like, because it's like, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get going. I got to get in the shower and then I got to go run some errands and, and things like that. But you know, I'll be in touch and, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Okay. All right. Take care. All right. Okay. Right. And you're going back and forth. The okay is all right. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. Why can't we get this right in 2023? You know, you ever heard, you ever hear the person like when they say bye-bye, but, but, but before they do it, they go, they'll be like, okay. All right. And then they wait for the other person to say something. And then they go, mm, bye. <laughs> like mm, they add the little mm in there. <laughs> You know, but how many, like, what's what's acceptable as far as how many okays and all rights? You know, you set it up. I get it. You set up that, you know, you tee up like that we're ending the call. All right, I got to go do this and this and this. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, okay, okay. How many okays and all rights and take cares and all that shit before you say bye? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the, what the etiquette is, you know, but I just, you know, I just end things with take care. Like if I'm with a client, you know. But, all right, anybody needs me, questions, comments, concerns, you know, the email that I'm going to send you, that's going to be my email address. My direct line is in the signature of that email. Any questions, comments, concerns, you know, don't hesitate to reach out, okay? And they'll say, all right, thank you so much. I'm like, all right, take care. After I say take care, I don't give a fuck what they say. I'm, I disconnected the call because I, I look at take care is a termination of a call. It's as effective as buy. It's as effective as see you. It's effective as later. All right, man, later. Anything. You know, so let's try to tighten that up. Okay. But I was reading an article the other day and I was actually happy about it because I had another bad run in here. It turned out that there's this, there's this one, I forget what state or city it's in, but there's this Chick-fil-A that, and, and by the way, before I even get started on that, it's not called Chick-fil-A anymore. It's, it's gotta be changed 
to crack filet. Because the way people line up to this fucking place, you would think they were peddling out crack. Is this a five o'clock free crack giveaway? <laughs> right? So it turned out, and I said this on the show probably about a year ago. I said, I'm like, they have to, now that they're so big to the point where they're like, they're officially America's fast food restaurant that has a crowd all the time. It's time that they, you know, they start purchasing lots and designing them so they don't fuck up the infrastructure of a whole goddamn town because they got crack sandwiches, you know? There was a state that's actually forcing them to, you know, basically demolish, you know, like their building, redo it and, you know, and redo like their whole drive through system because cars were funneling into the main street that it laid on, which I've actually seen around here, the one in West Norton, right? To the point where like it goes out of the parking lot and into the fucking street. Like that's, is, is it that good? Like I said, man, you know? So I went to go order one day and I'll, you know, me, I'm an app guy. Like I'll do it on the app. I'll walk in. It's sitting right there. I pick it up and I go right. Well, now so many people have, you know, gotten orders stolen that they're not doing that anymore. So they have all the orders like behind the counter. So like you walk in and now that's a whole fucking thing. You walk in, there's 17 people in there. Like, and I said, they don't fucking greet you. They don't say anything. And they're like, if you go to say something to them, like, what are you an asshole? It's just a whole thing. But anyway, I went to go order one day and there was no option. Like they didn't, it was, it was drive-thru only. Like you couldn't pick up. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, now I got to go sit in this goddamn drive-thru, right? Which is exactly what the fuck I did. So when I pulled in, it was 5.59 and I, I made, you know, I made a, a note of like, all right, let's see how long this fucking takes. Cause I was like way, I, like, I was, it was a long, long line, right? But there was nothing I could do. I had already placed the order. It wasn't like I had the option to just leave, you know? So I'm sitting there and like, it's, it's, it's a snail's pace. By the time I got even up to the speaker to let them know that I was here, it was like six eighteen. I was there for 20 minutes. Fast food, my ass. Right. That John Denver's full of shit, man. So, um, you know, I finally get to like, to where I'm at and now cars are coming to fuck in. Now, now it's, to, it's in the street. Like the line was, was quite literally in the street. And like they handed me my food and I'm sitting there and like there's a car in front of me and a car in front of them and then there's the line that's going there. Nobody can move. So I'm sitting here saying to myself, I'm like, we might not be going anywhere for a while. Thank God I got a bag of food. Jesus Christ. Because here's the thing. If no if the if the line can't move, then the people who are at the window can't get the fuck out. That now what? It's gonna be a pissing contest? Like some because you know, it's hard to if you're in that line, it's hard to move because you, you know, if you want to like, say you want to be the good Samaritan and you want to be like the release valve and just kind of like pull out a line, you know, somebody a is going to take your spot once all the cars go, you know, and B, you might not be able to get out of the way effectively, you know, like, so, so it, it got to a point. I'm like, you know, I, I said to the guy, cause the guy's sitting at the window, like we're looking at each other and I'm like, what, you know, do you see what the problem is here? <laughs> like no, nobody can move, you know, what the fuck? You know, and, and, and the kid was saying, cause you know, they, they have 11 year olds working at Chick-fil-A and he was like, yeah, one of those guys are going to have to move, you know, I'm like, oh, real, we gave it away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fact that no, but nobody's fucking moving and we can't until I move. I right now am the catalyst of, of why this whole thing can't move. I can't get out. Hence I'm technically the one holding everything up. No. 
So finally, like, uh, you know, uh, there was one car that was, you know, that was cool about it and moved out of the way and then let us three cars out. And then that, that allowed three more cars. But what I'm saying is that's just going to continue to happen until they're not busy anymore, which is pretty much when they close. These crack fillets really got to like, you know, they got to reevaluate, you know, what they're going to do with zoning and permits and shit, because like you're, you, it's to the point where you got everybody hooked on crack and you're always going to have these lines. So figure it the fuck out. It ain't like you don't got the money. Get it together, chick. Got it? All right, I'm up against a break. And actually, I'm overtime for up against a break for the for the umpteenth week in a row, but at least it's only about three minutes. So you guys have been getting some long ones out of me lately. So fun stuff on the other side. Get off my lawn. That's fucked up. And my take now that I've finished Game of Thrones. And it's going to surprise some of you, especially the ones who know me pretty well. So make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Sit tight. Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two... What's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30-year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field because he knows the game he knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials he's going to have shoddy labor and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again then two years later get the same thing done again two years later get the same thing done again when you could have just called chris the first time and got it done right the first time when you call chris jackson He is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry, and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website, and you can see all the work that he posts every day. And every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. All right, welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. 
Belinda Carlisle bringing us in. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Look at that. It's a great fucking song. <laughs> I'd be doing that decade a disservice if I didn't play these songs. And the cool thing was back then, like, you know, as a guy, you know, you can listen to this and not be considered bouncy because it's a fucking great song. And bouncy is just way gay and gay. Right? So those are the ones I'm talking about. Songs like that. That basically just, you know, stand up to the other songs that I do play on here. But I might as well get into this now because it's probably going to take the whole slice of this of this portion of the show before we get into the get off my lawn segment. And that is my conclusion on Game of Thrones. I finished it. And (laughs) the one thing that I can say unequivocally is that it was exactly the way that I drew it up. I I said it on this show twice, you know, slow beginning check. It took about 15 episodes for me to even like start paying attention. (laughs) All right. Two, you know, not my genre as, you know, as we know, we've talked about that too. And three, the ending was just, (sighs) the ending was just so goddamn disappointing. All right, I'm going to break all that down, you know, and and things like that. Just give you kind of my spin on it. Now, this is, I mean, now, of course, this is for the people who have watched the show, but this is also for the people who didn't watch the show and were like me saying, like, I will never watch that fucking show. You're a fucking dork. Stop talking about it. Nobody gives a shit about Jon Snow. Oh, oh, you're a fucking dragon, you fucking nerd. You know, I don't want to fucking talk about the show, you know. And I want you people to hear this, too, because for all the times that you guys would tell me to watch that show and I would cite those three reasons I'm like you owe me an apology just for talking about this like this is absolute just garbage you know and I think now it's like I owe you I don't know who needs to apologize I'll apologize for it it's all I want after you apologize but I apologize okay <laughs> because I'm just going to tell you right here Here's the thing, okay? Everybody is quick to put a show up with, like, meaning the benchmark is The Sopranos and Breaking Bad. You know, everybody so, says those are the greatest two shows, you know, of all time, along with The Wire, which I haven't watched yet. You know, and I agree. I think, you know, The Sopranos and Breaking Bad are, are two of the greatest shows of all time, okay? And they're they're in a tier of their own. They're elite and things like that. However... I will say this, and and this is what before the break I said I might shock you with something that I'm about to say here, but I will say that you can't compare the three shows together, like meaning, like they're all different genres and and they're completely different, you know, like one's mafia, one's meth, one's I don't even know what you would call Game of Thrones, but they're all different, you know, so it's hard to say one is better than the other and all this kind of shit. But I will say this with great confidence, okay. Game of Thrones is the greatest series ever made. It's it's just, and it's not even close. Like it's not even close. And I, and I'm not I'm not, I'm not putting Breaking Bad or Sopranos down. Believe me, I'm not. They're fucking phenomenal shows. But I'm going to give you the bullet points of why it's the greatest show of all time. The, and first and foremost, okay. Like all right, take The Sopranos for example. All right, there there's certain moments in that show. You know, like when they find out Pussy's a rat and they and they kill him. You know, when when Phil Leotardo's head gets run over by the freaking car. You know, uh, when you find out Vito's gay. There's so many, like, moments in that show 
you know, like when when, when uh, Ralph Cifaretto, you know, got killed by Tony Soprano, like when 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 Tony killed Christopher, you know, there was a lot of like, whoa, like holy shit moments, you know, in that show. In Game of Thrones, it happens every episode, like and probably multiple times. Like there, there there's there are I've never seen a show with so many like, what the fuck did I just watch? Holy did that just happen? Holy fucking shit. It happens all the fucking time in the show. Like, so many just crazy plot twists and sudden murders and shit like that, man. It was just like, oh, my fucking God. Like, there were so many moments in that show that I'll, I'll never forget. Like, I, I will never forget. Like, it was just unbelievable. You know? Like, it's just it's just crazy. Two things I will say, though. There's two knocks I do have on the show, and they're small ones. Okay? But the, the whole send a raven thing... Like, <laughs> like, okay, you got a bird, right? And you and you have and you write a, you write a note on a scroll for somebody, you know. And it's like, all right, I'm in Winterfell. Here, Raven, take this dude to King's Landing and give it to Jamie Lannister. Like, and the Raven's gonna know where to go. Like that whole thing was just like, what? You know, I know you don't have an established post office in the year 300 AD, but I mean, you could have done better with that. Like, send a kid or something. <laughs> you know, fucking Raven. You know, and two. Whenever somebody was facing, like, imminent death, meaning, like, say there's somebody, like, walking through the woods, right, and, and then they're, they're approached by four guys on horseback with swords and they, and they want to kill the fucking guy, you know? Like, whenever they're facing imminent death, somebody, like, they, they get bailed out, like, out of nowhere. And it's like, how the fuck did they even know what point of the woods they were and how did they know the person was in distress? You know what I'm saying? Like you'll be walking through the woods and like five guys come up with a knife and with with swords and like they you know like you're not supposed to be here. Fucking, we're gonna kill you and blah blah blah. And out of nowhere, here comes Lady Brienne of Tarth and she just slays five fucking dudes. Like, are you okay? Like, you know, it's like that kind of shit. But then I will say, like the, the other deaths are instant. So it's like if if somebody doesn't get stabbed immediately, then they're gonna live no matter what the situation is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the other part is, I, I am sorry for making fun of the dragons because I'm going to tell you, they, they are the best part of the fucking show, okay? They are bar none the best. Like, when those dragons are on camera, you don't blink. You're just like, holy fuck, like, these these things are just cooking entire fucking villages of people. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was majestic, you know, like, every time they came, and how big they fucking got. Like, when you saw when they were babies, I was thinking, like, when they were babies, I'm like, how big are this fucking thing going to get? Jesus Christ. They were like Godzilla. <laughs> and that's the other that's the other thing too. <laughs> that's the other thing about it too was like like when whenever I called it every single time. Like whenever there was a, a, a moment going on where like we could use a dragon here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a dragon would show up every fucking time and just cook the whole fucking village. Like, you know, oh shit, Khaleesi's in trouble. It looks like she's surrounded. We could really use a dragon right now. And then here comes a dragon out of nowhere. You know, it was just, oh man, it was just fucking great, you know, but, but now, and then, and then you just talk about some of the moments that were like, holy shit, you know, like the first holy shit moment of the show was when Ned Stark, went, like you know, when Joffrey turned on Ned Stark and, and had his head cut off. And Ned Stark was like one of the first characters that I liked. And that was when it taught me like, don't get attached to anybody in the show because <laughs> they're going to die at some point, you know? And that, that, that didn't go for everybody. You kind of knew the ones who were going to make it to the end, you know, as far as like the ones they weren't going to kill off. But there were some that I was actually, I was, I was like, what the fuck? 
You know, like perfect example when like Robin Catlin Stark got killed. I did not see that coming at all. I was like, what the fuck? You know, um, other, other holy shit moments. Like when Jamie Lannister got his fighting hand cut off, that was crazy. You know, any battle scene, like any war was awesome. And, and quite frankly, that one episode that everybody complained that it was too dark. I, I did not have that issue at all. I mean, like it was there was a couple times where you kind of couldn't see a whole lot that was going on, but it was more smoky than it was dark, and, and I I actually saw that pretty well. But any war scene in that movie is just they're they're dynamic. It's just like whew, holy shit, you know. And then the giants, the giants were cool as shit. <laughs> I, I love those. And I will say one of the one of the greatest like props in that show, and I don't know if it was CGI or not. I got to think it might, it may have been just for the size of this goddamn thing. But that statue of the knight when you got to like to enter Bravos, like you have to go through his legs like to get into the th- that thing is fucking cool as shit. <laughs> you know, the Walk of Atonement. That shit was fucking crazy, right? <laughs> There's just so many great moments. Just so many great moments in that in that damn series that just make it the the best you know and then and then of course the way that it was casted it was casted perfectly you know and the cool part about it was i didn't the only person i'd ever seen in any other film in that show was the midget everybody else i had no idea who i'd never seen him before actually i did i saw jamie lannister before in a movie called shot caller but i didn't know that it was him I've like I looked up his IMDb. I was like, oh fuck, I saw that movie. But everybody that was in it, I ha- I've never seen them before, and that just makes the show even that much more believable. You know, like if Jamie Lannister was played by Jake Gyllenhaal, it would it, it would have lost its zip. You know what I'm saying? It it was just cool that you didn't know anybody. You know, that actually qualifies in in certain movies too. That if you would have seen a nobody, but that's I don't I don't want to get off track here. You know, because that that show was just casted perfectly everybody and the acting everybody played the fuck out of their roles like it was absolutely incredible like to watch these people and how they acted it out because like first of all they have the books i understand that and i know where it's set and all that kind of stuff but like these people really know they knew what the visual of like the book was going to be and they played it to perfection like it was un- it was unreal it's, un- it's unmatched you know but if i had to give like like an academy award to one actor in that show like the the person who was the most believable in their character was cersei lannister she she was she knocked it out of the fucking park she was fan she was one of the best villains i'd ever seen and when she when she blew that building up <laughs> like she knew that she had to get rid of that that high sparrow guy that she put there to begin with you know she's like i gotta get rid of this motherfucker like he's he's ruining my life and she she blew up the entire freaking <laughs> the entire sector. It's fucking great. It's awesome. I'm like she is a bad bitch, man. Like she's a bad fucking bitch, you know. But but I liked her. Like I liked her because she was so good at her part. Other other characters that I that I loved. I love, of course, the midget Lord Tyrion. He was he was fucking great. A drunk dwarf that's smarter than anybody in the, in the Seven Kingdoms, <laughs> and he had a way of expressing himself in fact one of the best <laughs> one of the best lines in the in the in the entire show right is when he was he was with uh uh who was it the mormon guy the guy that was you know like the guy that was in love with khaleesi was what was it johor mormon and and he and he had him and he was going to take him to khaleesi right and they get caught by like these these slave owners 
on their journey and then they take them captive right and they were like all right we'll kill this guy and then and then uh for the dwarf you know cut his cock off because you know dwarf cocks are they're worth a lot of money <laughs> and then the one guy was like well how do you know it's a dwarf cock and the guy's like well you know because of the size it's smaller and then and then Tyrion goes guess again <laughs> that was fucking great you know, but uh, yeah, so he was definitely one of my favorites. I will say this though, it, my my entire favorite character of the entire show may it may very well be Arya, because she was just a gem. She she was I love that fucking kid, man, and what a badass she became. You know, she was a murderous. Oh, she was just she was just awesome. You know, but yeah, it's it's just a, it's a phenomenal phenomenal show and. I it, I was sad. I was sad when it ended, and I was sad the way it ended. And here's here's my take on what the ending was. I think I know why everybody was upset, you know, because it was pretty much like it happened way too fast. And I'll, I I actually looked it up, and I I was actually even more pissed off when I found out why it was rushed. See, you could have taken like Breaking Bad and Sopranos, and you could have shaved a season off of each of those shows, and they probably would have been even better. You know, because it was kind of stretched out a little bit, you know. Game of Thrones was the opposite. Like, it could have used a minimum of one more season, if not two. And the reason why is because, like, there's a, there's a couple little points that make the ending as disappointing, okay? One is you spend over 70 hours pulling for Khaleesi to win this whole fucking thing. Like, she, like it, it, was, it, it was her right to the Iron Throne, but at the same time, you know, you spend 70 hours getting behind her because her character arc was just so good. And, and if, like when she first was on the scene and she married, you know, Jason Momoa, like she was crying when they had sex and shit like that. And she grew, she grew into this like regal, like powerful woman, but did everything like the, the moral, the morally right way. And you just, you really get behind her and, and her strategy, the way that she built her army and then she had the dragons and doing all that shit. You know, she was putting herself in position to take out Cersei Lannister. Like, that was the whole thing. And, and you pulled for her to do it because, of course, Cersei was the villain. And then next thing you know, you know, in, in the, like the next to the last episode, all of a sudden she, she, gets, she gets drunk with power and then she, she turns villain and cooks the entire King's Landing, which was fucked up, by the way. And, like, I get it. You know, like the, that episode beforehand where the, the, the one woman, the black girl, I forget what her name was. It started with an N and uh and Cersei Lannister like beheaded her right in front of Khaleesi and like and you saw the look on Khaleesi's face she's like oh yeah bitch I'm gonna cook your entire fucking town now but the way that she did it was just fucked up it was like you know all she had to do was fly that freaking dragon to the red keep and to and cook Cersei Lannister and and it's a wrap but no you had to go and, and, and kill women and children and do all that kind of shit it just it happened so fast that if you were gonna have a character change like that you needed a season to build it up you know, and then the other thing was the last episode itself, you know, because it, it was so emotionless and there was nothing left. It was like the Great War was over. You know, there was really nothing left, you know, to do. And I, I didn't see, you know, Jon Snow killing Khaleesi. I didn't see that coming at all until he talked to Tyrion right beforehand. But, you know, but the, what I'm saying is the show went 2000 miles an hour the whole time. And then, and then next thing you know, last episode, it just came to a screeching halt. And the reason that it did happen was because the director of the show, the fucking no good cocksucker, 
he he wanted us. He had there was a Star Wars job. He wanted like his whole fucking life, and it became available, and he got, and he got you know hired for it. But he couldn't do Game of Thrones if he was going to do it anymore. So so basically, what he did was he rushed the whole fucking thing, you know, and had that that piss poor ending just so he could do that Star Wars movie. And the funny thing was that whoever was in charge of the Star Wars movie watched the end of Game of Thrones while he was directing the Star Wars movie and fired him for it. He was like, you you had the greatest show ever on television and you left it to come do this movie and, and that was the ending that you put your name on? They're like, we don't want anything to do with you. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know, so he theoretically ruined, the, you know, the ending of, of the greatest show ever just because of his his own selfish bullshit. Asshole. <laughs> yeah, fucking asshole. You know, and, and I'm, I'm almost done House of the Dragon right now and... You know, it's just like Game of Thrones. Like it's got to get going. You know, it's 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 okay. It's it, you know, it's watchable right now. But I just got to see you know what they do with it and things like that. But but I will say this to the people who have, who have not watched the show: take it from me. You know, a guy who hate I hated people to even talking about it. In fact, <laughs> it's funny now because like I go up, I ask everybody. You know, I ask everybody like it just ended on Sunday. You know, like did you watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I did like ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this every time I do, you know, bring it up to somebody, they're always happy to talk about it, you know, cause why wouldn't you? It's just, it's the, it's the greatest show ever, you know? Oh, and another thing too is the, is the score. Now, of course you heard the song in the background, but the score of that show is, is on, I never heard anything like it because first of all, that theme song is, is, is up there with greatest theme songs of all time. But the score was so good because like they would play music at like intense times and then like when when the scene intensified so did the song playing like it was timed perfectly you know this show was just so unbelievably well done and i i you know it was just it was mind-blowing and i can't believe that i actually went through it the one thing i will say is this if you go into it not with a bipartisan mind meaning like you know if you go into it with an open mind and like i said take it from me a guy who wouldn't i would never watch the show and I, I finally went against my comfort zone and i did and boy am i glad that i did i will say this if you watch that show and get through the slow beginning and then watch it to the end even with the disappointed ending when you finish that show you are going to say there's no way you won't say it's the greatest show ever made because it is it just is i i just don't i don't know how how else to say it because whew, man my mind was blown and and when you turn it on you know from from episode 1 you know the, the, it's just a journey it the, the whole thing is a journey where you can just get lost in that world and then you know if there was if there was a if i had to describe that show in one word it would be magical like this show is just magical and you know i highly highly recommend that you that you do watch it even if it's not your thing like i said with me and i never thought i'd be the guy telling you to do this but i finally become a game of thrones nerd i, I i'm so bad into it i i would even rock merch <laughs> give me a game of thrones hoodie i'll rock the fuck out of that thing <laughs> but it is so 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 good please watch it if you haven't and you know anybody who has watched it and had my take on things you know send me a message let me know what your thoughts are and what your favorite moments were from the show because there were so fucking many of them it was like what the fuck how did that just did that really just happen <laughs> all that stuff and it happened so much and so frequently in that show but the one thing i will say if there's anything that i learned from that series at all if there's anything that i took away from it you know if there's anything that i'll always think of 
you know, when when I watch it, it is a Lannister always pays his debts. <laughs> But one one quick thing though, I, I I have to say before before our weekly segments here, <laughs> I watched the the Chris Rock Netflix special last night, right? And you know Chris Rock is one of the best the best to ever do it. You know, as he's getting older, he's starting to get a I don't know, he's not as good as he was. I would say his last couple specials were just you know pedestrian at best. But I love the guy, you know. And there's one thing that I noticed though, and this is <laughs> my black friends are going to get a kick out of this. I got to go after like some some of the black comedians because you can't say that they don't do this. And as a matter of fact, Chris Rock did it in this very special, and he does it in every special that he has. Like there's guys like Chris Rock does it, Martin Lawrence does it. I, I I'll have to listen to more of you know like off the off the top of my head that they do it, but like. You know, one of my favorite comedians of all times in my top five is definitely Bernie Mac, but he doesn't do it. But what I'm going to say is this. Okay? <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Why do black comedians, right, tee, tee it up? Like, why do they say, like, look, all right, so they'll come out and they'll be like, look, man, we got we got to end this racism, man. We got to end this fucking racism, man. And then, like, the whole crowd starts clapping. You know, he's like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Got to stop this racism. And then they proceed to rip white people for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> they do it all the time. And you can't say they don't. You can't, you can't say they don't. It's just funny because he, he did it like three times in, the, in this special. And he does it like in every, every single special that he's done. It's almost like, you remember when I was telling you guys a couple weeks back, I was saying like there's certain things that people will say to tee up something bad that they're going to say as if like that's going to help meaning like you know no offense but your mother's a whore or don't take this the wrong way but there's this you know it's almost like when let's say somebody's going to interview for a job right and you got all the qualifications got the good resume got the experience you know you got all the tools to get the job you do the interview and you don't get hired and then the guy like you know they either have to give you a letter of you know like hey thanks for applying you know or they'll just flat out tell you like on a phone call or in person or whatever and they'll say thank you for applying you know we we really were impressed with your resume you have all the qualifications you have all the experience you were a high energy guy in the in interview and we really like that you know you're a team player and we think you'd be a perfect fit for this role but and then they tell you why you didn't get the job. You know, like everything before the word but is always bullshit. It's the same as like when when a girl's going to break up with a guy, you know, like, oh, you are, you're just, you're an amazing person. You know, you're so handsome and you're so good to me and, and you're, and you do this and all that. But, <laughs> you know, that's the same thing. It's like, you know, like, oh, we got to end this racism, man. We got to end this racism. You know, we got to end this racism. But white people are this 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 and this it's 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 fucking hilarious you know it's hilarious that (laughs) when they do that i'll bet you my my black friends listen are laughing their ass off right now because they know you know you do it oh my god but anyway it's time for the get off my lawn segment for the week so here it is what the hell is this get get off my lawn Now this, as you guys know, 
you know, there is a whole new set of mental health issues in the form of wokeism, Karenism, you know, the gender people, like all the all the, the people who just are just mentally ill, you know, that, that try to say things that just are not like men cannot get pregnant. Okay. Men cannot have a period. And that kind of shit. That's that's a whole new wave of mental health issues. It's like a mental health condition. And Karen's is that that is that is a mental health condition. I don't care because they I said this before. This is this is pretty new. Karen's have not been around very long. And it's like that entitled generation. However, this get off my lawn segment, I'm not actually going after, you know, the youth of today. I'm going after the old I'm going the other way today for the get off my lawn segment. Because something happened. I was gonna I was actually gonna do this when it when it actually happened, which was about two weeks ago, but I think that whole there was whatever it was took precedence. I was telling my buddy Tony that like, you know, for for that's fucked up, not to get off my lawn segment, but for that's fucked up. I swear to God, like I, I can pick, I got, I got 110 different segments I can do. I just pull them out of a hat every week. But for this, something happened at a place called Amy's Pizza in Hatboro. And this is a place that I've actually been twice. Because towards the end, when I was like leaving Willow Grove, you know, I went there. And it was good. It, like it was, it was, it was good neighborhood pizza. And, and the people were really nice. You know, and that's what actually made me go back. But then I moved, you know, but it was, it was, it was pretty good. This woman, okay, now I'm going to play you a clip, and, and forgive me, it's five minutes, but this is a shining example of, th- like, this type of person needs to be eliminated. Since we're heading towards communism anyway, <laughs> you know, we're probably going to have a dictator at some point, eliminate these people first, okay? This is not just a Karen, but this is a more than entitled in Karen, in, uh, in Karen, <laughs> a more entitled Karen, okay, with racist overtones. And I'll give you my commentary after I, after I play it. So check this out. But just keep in mind, you can tell, too, just from the way she's talking, she had a bottle of wine before she walked into this joint and just went off for five minutes. But I'll give my commentary afterwards. Check this out. Hey, I've been in for 55 years. Guess what, motherfucker? You're out of business. Yeah, you are. I've been in Hatter for 55 fucking years. And my grandmother. And my grandmother that so you can actually say 200 years you want to talk spanish on your tv what's wrong with that because you're not american dude i will look you the fuck up and get you the fuck out of our town okay fuck you give me my money back i'm not giving my money to some illegal immigrant I don't care. Then you gotta. You're in America. You're supposed to learn English. You got Spanish. Well, then you got Spanish on your TV. That's a fuck you to Americans, dude. My fucking father was a World War II veteran. Okay. He, his friends and family died. So you can sit here right now and make money. And you're gonna do this kind of shit. Give me my money back. Give me my money back right now. I want my money back. Okay? You don't understand. You're too young to have any kind of respect. No, you don't. You don't understand. You're an ignoramus. That's what you are. You're an ignoramus. Give me a credit. I don't want your food. I want a credit for my money right now. And believe me, I will check it. Okay, I'm, I'm a certified suitcase. 
You probably even know what that means, do you? And she's videotaping me. Yeah, because yeah, you're racist. You're, you're racist. No, yes, no, you are. You're a victim. You're racist. You're a victim. I'm not a victim. You're a victim. No, I'm not. No, I'm an American. No, you're a racist. You're a racist. You're a victim. You're a racist. You're a racist. No, you're I'm not racist. racist. I'm not over racist. here trying to get my money you're back because oh, I'm, you're shopping at a too. pizza shop. I'm just asking no for one a cares. credit back. You're the racist. I can do this with my phone too. I can do the same thing. Show everybody you're that you're racist. racist. You're the racist. I'm going to film you right now. And I got 4,000 followers. This is our first Karen. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I've been here. I've been in Hapro over a hundred years. So you're going to share with everybody that you're racist? No. Yeah. You're racist, no. honey. You're racist. Very racist. I won't. I, I, Why don't I won't, you keep saying what you were just saying, though? Why don't you just keep videotaping what you were just saying like, to everyone? I would like a refund because you all, you're. I'm at Amy's and I'm being bullied by these. Bullied. I'm being bullied by these How people at Amy's. I have everything and on video. And because I am white, they are videotaping I'm white too. me. I'm white too. They I'm white are here. videotaping me because I am white. See them? They're calling me a racist because I am white. No, no, no. We're calling you a racist because you're racist. I am not Mrs. Blue Hair. I am not racist. I am not racist. You know your colors? I am at Amy's in Hatboro. And I am being videotaped because I am white, and they want to call me racist. I am simply asking for a refund because their food, their food is terrible. You said that you want a refund no, because you played Spanish on, on a TV. Card. I want a refund on my credit card. I want a refund on my credit card, so therefore I am racist. I'm at Amy's in Hatboro, Pennsylvania. I want a refund on my credit card, and they are calling me racist because I am white, and none of them are white. And she started videotaping me. I have to... Why aren't you giving me a refund on my credit card? Why aren't you? Why won't you do it? I asked you 15 minutes ago to give me a credit on my credit card. Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you giving me a credit on my credit card? Why? I don't want your food. I don't want your food. Why won't you give me your credit on my credit card? You're calling me racist because I am white. Why? I'm waiting. I got my card right here. All right, please her now. Right here. Right here. What's going on, man? Hi. Hi. I know you. Okay. Now, how fucked up was that? Okay, just just think about that for a second. Like I can actually take offense to that because she was she was bitching that they had they were playing something Spanish on their TV. You know, but here's the thing, like, first of all, before I even get into this, what is it with the, the way Karen's say motherfucker? Every single motherfucker, like every, they say it. So it's so cringe the way that they say it. But anyway, so, so basically the synopsis here is this woman comes in, like, 
She, the guy, did you hear anything on the other end that like they were, they were having any conflict or anything whatsoever? Did you hear anything on, on, you know, behind the counter going at that lady? Was it at, at, was there anything triggering or offensive? Was there anything said that would make her go off on a rant like that? Meanwhile, there was this kid and I think like his parents sent him in to go pick up food and like he was standing behind her. And the kid was like 14 years old and he was sitting there like he didn't know what the fuck to do, you know, but here's the thing. This is, this is the the problem that I have with this and the way that these people fucking behave, because this is a, this is a mental, this is a mental problem is what this is. Okay. So this lady drinks a fucking bottle of wine and she walks into this place and made, she made the biggest ass out of herself. And I'll get, I'll get into that more in a second, but basically, did you see what happened? She sat there and said, like, you know, I'm American and, and you're, you know, you're, you're an illegal immigrant. And why is there Spanish on the TV? He's just slapping a face to Americans, blah, 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 blah. All this racist shit comes out of her mouth. And then as soon as she turns her camera on to film them, she starts saying, like, they're, they're not, they're, they're, you know, they won't give me my money back because I'm white. And they're, you know, they're filming me because I'm white and, 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 and instantly became the victim when it was clear that you weren't even before like the, whoever watched that ridiculous video that she made they had to fucking know they're like what the fuck is up with this like she's just making a random video saying like they won't serve me because i'm white or they won't give me and she's like oh i don't want your fucking food their food is terrible oh yeah then what are you doing there you dumb cunt these people don't realize how how ridiculous they make themselves look and here's the thing when i went to go look this up on youtube like to get the clip okay not only were there hundreds of results, okay, but it was also on the local news. It was on 6ABC. They showed the whole thing on 6ABC. So she just made herself famous, okay, for being a racist. Like, that, she don't realize how she just ruined her life. Now, of course, you know, will, will people, like, walk down the street and be like, hey, there's that Karen from that video. No, they won't. But that will be a stain on her for the rest of her fucking life. You know, people fucking film everything these days. You got You got to want the, the second a situation becomes escalated, you can best believe somebody's going to whip their phone out and they're going to post it on social media. And I guess she had one too many glasses of wine before she went into this place and started acting like a fucking fool. But this is, this is where we're at. This is where we're at as a society. These, this is actually a thing now. Like people are really like fucked up in the head and this is how they behave. And they just think like, there's going to be no repercussions for it. There was absolutely no reason for that whatsoever. That was completely uncalled for, you know, but she's the one, like I said, you know, like if you, if you watch like the mainstream media and social media, you would think that we were in a race war right now. Like you walk outside and it's like a bunch of. You know, white people are fighting black people and, and black people are fighting Asian people and like everybody's shooting each other and it's, it's, it's a freaking war and we got to hide behind a car. It's not like that, but it's people like this that keep the shit going even more. You know what I'm saying? And, and all the other division tactics, like we just finished black history month. There should not be a black history month. I'm sorry. There shouldn't be. Cause you're basically saying like, yeah, for one month out of the year, black people get to celebrate their history. Even Draymond Green came out and said it the other day. It, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of Draymond Green, but I just think the guy's an asshole. But he did come out and say like this: "Stop, stop it with the." Play. I know black people were like, it's you know, they're basically saying like, we don't want a history month. Like you're basically like Morgan Freeman. He says it all the time. You know, stop talking about racism and shit like that. But it's people like this that keep that that keep it alive and keep it lit up. You know, 
there's always going to be, listen, there's always going to be racist people, of course. It's, that's never going to go away. But in the volume that the, these people are making, it seem like is not that. But it's people like that, man, that need to be eliminated. Like, you need to be fucking eliminated. And you know what? I hope you wear that, you know, I hope you wear that like a, like a crown of fucking shame for the rest of your life. You know? But anyway, it's time for That's Fucked Up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up, That's Fucked Up. And this can kind of play off of the get off my lawn segment this week because it it's this behavior that creates that behavior. All right, hear me out. There was a time and it was it was a very, you know, brief moment ago that there were bullies. Bullies were a thing, okay? Now, there was a certain level of bullying that is just flat out fucked up. Okay, I I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. But the regular like high school bully, you know, that was good. That was a good thing, you know, because like the, the bully would pick a handful of people that they knew that they were stronger than or they knew that they can, you know, easily handle or whatever the case may be. And they would just basically torture those that, that, that handful of people, you know. And then one day, one of those people gets sick and tired of it and dealing with it every fucking day and they beat the shit out of the bully and then the bully is not a bully anymore. They de-bully him. Right. And that, that was good for building character. Like that Karen right there, you can, was clear. It was clear. She was never bullied in her life because she would not behave this way, you know? So basically bullies were eliminated. And who was the biggest cheerleader to get rid of bullies? Alphabet soup, you know, all that, you know, they're, they, they're not comfortable in their own body. So they get bullied for it. And it was a whole big campaign, you know, to get rid of bullies and they succeeded in doing so. All right, fast forward to now, okay, and they are the bullies. That's right, just in a different way. They can bully you into anything. They can bully you into getting your kids to, to, you know, to get out the dick saw at five years old. They can bully you into you know, having drag shows and, and, and strip shows in front of toddlers and, and getting money put into their G-strings. They can bully you into just, you know, calling you a homophobe so you're scared to fucking say anything to them. The whole fucking group, they're a, they, they are the bullies now. They basically took the, the, they took the bully that they didn't want and then started to control the bully narrative. So now they are the bullies, you see? You know, it's, again, you know, I'll have to say this again. I, I'm talking about the organization, Alphabet Soup. I'm not talking about every individual. You know, but like the, the, the organization, you people are fucked up, man. You people are fucked up. So the fact that you worked so hard to bully people into getting rid of bullies and then became the bullies yourself, that's fucked up, Soup. All right. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's just fucked up. Okay. But I did want to say one thing because I, I was scrolling down and I saw this, I saw this article on Facebook. I get these all the time and it's probably in my algorithm, but they'll say like, you know, uh, oh, look at these 80 stars and look at what they look like now. You won't believe number 27, you know, that clickbait, you know. And first of all, before I even get into this, they'll have like a picture. Like the, the picture that's on the thumbnail is the, is the reason why a lot of people click into it to begin with. And then it's this freaking long novel of an article. All right. And by the time you spend 17 minutes scrolling to find the person that you actually went to go to, you know, to click into the article for, they're not even mentioned. It's like, you fucking piece of shit. 
<laughs> make me waste 17 minutes of my life. But anyway, so I click into this thing, and I never understood this. There's some people that were famous decades ago, and yet they're still like surfacing on red carpets and shit like that. And it's like you're not even relevant. Like you're not even relevant anymore. <laughs> you know who I gotta say this to, man? The the fucking Olsen twins. They're, they're, these people are fucking aliens. They're weirdos. Like what's with what's with their faces? They fucking look like aliens, and and it's not because, you know, it's not because they just you know look like an alien. They make themselves look like aliens. What's with the, like they suck their cheeks in and have like that weird look on their face at all times? What is that? And what are you even doing at any kind of red carpet fucking thing? You weren't you weren't even famous as grown people. You were famous as a baby. What are you doing? You are not relevant anymore, Mary Kate and Ashley, Alien, Olsen. You're not. But every time I look at them, they have that look on their face, and there's two of them. It's just so weird, man. I I just I can never understand that. I'm like, why are they still around? What are they doing? They were even asked to be in the full house reunion, and they said no. The one thing that they're they were actually famous for, they're snubbing their nose at now, and yet they're still. I just don't understand those two. I, I you know, I just. I don't get it. I don't get it. But that is all I got for you guys this week. And let me just see here. By the time I finish this and put drops, it'll be three, six. Probably get another hour 15 out of me. You know, that's pretty good. And it's a beautiful day out there today. But like I said, the industrial fan is on and, and the wind is blowing because, again, that door that's on my fucking deck balcony that broke on new year's eve in 2019 or 2020 still isn't fixed so that thing's been blowing all over the goddamn place today i had to get the uh the ottoman and put it in front of the door because the wind is just blowing it all over the place it's the same but you look at look at the weather this week there's nothing below like 48 you're like oh it's gonna be beautiful this weekend okay hope you're wearing a hat (laughs) it's just gonna be i don't know man I just want to get through this period, this March-April period, and get into May where it's actually, you know, nice and it's nice at nighttime and shit, you know. Well, I like sitting on the balcony, like, when it's cold out. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Like I said, I'll sit out there when it's 20. But it's also nice to, like, not have to, you know, wear a suit of armor before I go out there to do so. You know, so I'm just waiting for that time before it becomes Africa, as you know. But... If you need to get a hold of me, Christian, at the com, you can get me on Facebook Messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. Keeping the train rolling here in Season 3. And again, you know, at this point I can make a bit out of everything. So, you know, there's no doubt unless I get hit by a bus, I will be here next week. So until then, this is Christian Rodriguez saying be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care.